This is Purple Radio On Demand. Hello. Hello. And welcome, welcome back to Behind the Curtain. Behind the Curtain. What's behind the curtain today? Oh, not again. What's behind the curtain? We got a, ro- oh, a, a rotation. The a the rotation of prizes today. <laughs> the rotation of prizes behind the curtain today. What prizes do you think we have on offer, Rachel, for this game show today? Prizes. Prizes. You know how they have, like, have prizes behind a curtain and like C- Summer can, Marks Friday Can I be up. a prize? Can you be a prize? Can I be a prize? You're going to sell your body on Behind the Curtain podcast? <laughs> Can we include this? Save it for the OnlyFans, which we will have. The, beca- the Behind the Curtain, behind only the curtain fans OnlyFans. Coming to you soon. <laughs> um, we need to... We How are you, Rachel? Are you good? I am, I am, I'm good. I'm a little bit tired, not going to lie. I shouldn't have done a four-day bender. Um, four-day by bender. accident. It you, wasn't even on purpose. It, I wasn't a, doing... A, 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 what's the word? A ladette? A ladette. A ladette. Kind of like I, sort I'm of... the least a lad person yeah. ever. Lad, 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 lads, but female. Ladette. Um, right, let's do the first one. Let's do some reviews first. We've got two reviews to do. We've got The Conscious yes, Showcase by Perception. And we have um, Cat and Hot Tin Roof, which is um, 1TC. So let's start with per- um, the Perception Showcase. I didn't go see it. You went to go see it, Rachel. I did go to see it. How was it? Would you like it? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. It, was, it was very intense, yes. but not in a way that's like what the hell like I need to yeah. I need to leave it was like intense like it kept me on the edge of my sh- edge of my seat mm. and I knew um, a couple of people sitting in front of me and I kept on like r- rubbing their shoulders and, uh, touching their shoulders and being like oh my god yeah, this is this yeah, is amazing. amazing like what do you think yeah. I mean I was because I was the only one going I took one for the team yes. um, and I had to go alone because oh, no one else was there that's you um, I did it's because it was mid exam season it was mid exam season I had finished exams yes and I was sat on a row on my own oh, <laughs> I know I it was like everyone was at the front and then the only space was the row at the back, so I just sat on my own. But it was fine. Um, <laughs> it was it was really good. It, it was made quite, you think. It did make said. it did yeah. make you think a lot. Um, it was basically there was um, I don't know how many people um, in total, maybe like seven, it was six or seven, six, something seven? like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, who did different uh, monologues, mm. all on the idea of um, the conscious. And it was loads mm. of different interpretations of it. Interesting. Um, loads of different ideas. Like for example, the the first one, the girl um, kind of came forward and sat on the edge of the stage, and um, was talking about um, how she her, her character wasn't able to have children. It was looking at everyone else around her mm. and um, not being a, and no one really understanding her situation. Mm. Um, and that contrasted to, um, for example, um, Bav. Um, in one of her monologues and talking about um, it was I think it was my white yeah my white best friend um, when she got it was it was really intense she was um, getting the first the first one that I uh, mentioned she was more sad and angry and then Bab came out and was like more yes kind of angry angry Yes, like full on angry. Yeah, 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 she does that very well, doesn't she? She's she got does. very sort of like she definitely does. Bab's got very very good eye acting. Yes, she has very fierce eyes. Like she can kind of like sort of it's a lot of intensity. Yes, I remember having the conversation yeah, with you afterwards yeah. actually. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god, she's like st- she's like piercing into my soul. Yeah, because you, you said she looks at the audience, doesn't she? That's like a thing that she does yeah. particularly. I really liked how they didn't have a lot of um, staging as yes, well. Very minimal it staging. Was, it was literally just if. There was staging. It would just be one chair, yeah, um, and they'd, they'd sit on it. They'd lean against it, um, and I, I just I love the diversity of the whole showcase as well. Yeah, and this was Louise uh, Louise's first directing. Thing yeah, as well. so shout out to Louise. Well done. That was brilliant. Um, yeah, getting that together and yeah, the idea of yeah. it. It was kind of to to start the South um, Theatre yes. um, the, rebrand, the yeah, South yeah. Company. Um, so yeah, Brilliant. so very well start. done. That's amazing. Shall we move on to cut on a hot tin roof? Yes, we Lovely. saw it yesterday, which yesterday, was fresh in our brains. Um, and oh my god, I loved it. It was so, so much, good. so much. It was like, really good. I literally, t- it was the interval, and the lights went down, and everyone like you know turned around, started yeah. talking, and I was just staring at the <laughs> stage, and our friend like n- hit me on the shoulder, and she was yeah. like, she was like, Rachel, are you okay? Yeah. And I was like, I just need a minute yeah, to like to process, to process yeah, this. Yeah, but can we just talk, can we just 
talk and appreciate about Geo. Oh. Learning those lines. Amazing. How Genuinely the hell the, did she do that? The whole first half was basically just Geo monologuing. Yeah. Like, and, and, and then Ben, ben and kind to, of groaning yeah, in the back. Yeah, <laughs> to an extent, the second half was a lot of like Jack Coombs monologuing as well. Yeah. I can't remember. Sorry, Jack, if I've said your last name wrong. Um, <laughs> but then, there, but then the other characters really came in in like sort of towards the second half, and it did come alive. But the first act was just basically Geo. Yeah. And it was really. But it wasn't boring. No. Like, you you'd think if you know if you're just one person, yeah. it's, it's not a one man yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. You'd find a bit like, oh, it's gonna be, it's dragging yeah. on a bit now. But that time when. I didn't realise how long she was talking for. Yeah, like it was suddenly exactly. interval. I was like, oh my god, I was like so yeah, involved like, with that. that uh, I didn't first of all, think. particularly with her, like her accent was really, really good. Her, it was and so she kind of like sort of and she was so kind of she was so comfortable not doing too much. Yeah. I thought that was what was really good about it is that she would kind of move to her different places and the position she was supposed to be in. But she just never kind of like overdid it too much. It was just like sort of like, you know, she was kind mm. of saying these lines and they were rolling off the tongue and then but then she also had these moments where like sort of um, I talked about it a bit in the interview actually last week but like sort of basically where like like it's such a sexual character you know what I mean yeah. and like your instinct is to just be like ah on stage you know like what do I, I do so we comfortable were, we with were like originally... an audience you know yeah. and the way that she managed to like not not seem to have any discomfort or awkwardness about that at all and just to be able to like move about on stage in that way and like sort yeah. of like you know attempt to like seduce like sort of the drunken men was like sort of <laughs> so so good and so like sort of like so, so confident much confidence. Of her. I yeah. honestly don't think I'd have had the confidence to go on stage and, and no and pull that literally, off exactly literally definitely like she, there was a, a moment where she took her dress off yes oh my god and the, the confidence to do that yeah actually, yeah yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and to, so nerve wracking yeah so yes yeah, so that was a great performance um um, I'd say like sort of second half um, Ben Johansson fantastic like sort of like hit, hit the sort of chemistry between him and Jack was great as Big yes. Daddy um, yeah. that was really where his character came into his own I think like sort of the kind of um, I mean Jack as Big Daddy was amazing very good so good and his like hair as well so yeah it was kind of like, sick actually. this is really yeah, offensive yeah. because it doesn't <laughs> if he has grey hair normally no he just... doesn't no 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 okay, it was kind of it was grey yeah yeah no but it was yeah, the way that he makeup. again it was just such a confident powerful performance like there was no faltering yeah. I felt I, I know when I've seen a good acting performance when I just feel like absolutely no discomfort at all because I'm yeah, very critical yeah, yeah, of performances yeah. and I feel very a lot of discomfort when I watch actors you know what I mean it's yeah, not a pleasant mean. experience for me um, hate it can't stand watching <laughs> theatre um, but like sort of when you watch someone and you just like relax then you know that's brilliant and like the way that he kind of the way he played off of like Ben's drunkenness and the kind of like sort of the way that Ben became very childlike while that was happening, you know what I mean? And yeah. the kind of like sort of just the kind of like, especially I liked as well because there, it was such a long scene between Jack and Ben. Yes. And the way that like, it, you know, sort of like he kind of, the way that Jack managed to kind of like sort of not shout too soon was yeah. really good. That was he kind of like a he little kept, bit of shouting. Yeah, he kept it was... pulling it back. He kept pulling it back, which was so much better because I hate when people kind of like sort of sometimes they peak so early that it's just like it's a shout and then you go back to quiet. Then it's a shout. I, I also think quiet, when you know? people do that, it's almost as if that's their that's what they're relying on. Yeah, they think that that's what good acting is. It's just and a it's shout. Not. Yeah, exactly. You've got to have the emotion behind it. Yeah, and he really did. So that but was anyone brilliant. can shout. Yeah, not anyone can get the emotion. Exactly. So well done. Definitely. <laughs> shout out to Eleanor Sumner's accent. Yes. Really brilliant. Yeah, really, yeah, yeah. I really loved her kind of like sort of big mama performance. That was fantastic. Yeah. I love her. I love the sound of her voice as well. Yeah, she's like got the a really, really like slightly croaky, isn't it? Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I wish I sounded like that. That's so yeah. cool. It's like a, yeah, I, I think that really fit the character yeah. as well. It was very good. Stephen and Darcy, amazing. Really, really, really good. Um, I loved... It was, it was Stephen's like little facial expressions yeah, throughout as well. Yeah. Like a lot of the time when you're on stage, you kind of like you get too wrapped up in what other people are yeah, doing if you're not really talking definitely. at them at that moment. But Stephen is kind of like, he's a type of person that when you go on stage, he's like, he oh. doesn't stop acting yeah, until he yeah. leaves definitely. the stage. Definitely. And he and was, just, it was that little like, yeah. bits that I noticed between him and um, Darcy. May, Darcy. Yeah. Um, but he just like, I don't know, like, yeah, tap, tap, tap yeah, her yeah, arm or like, look at her it, a yeah. bit odd. Yeah. And they had that really good connection yeah, they with did. each other. And Darcy, I thought was just amazing. Like, yes, sort of so, so good. Her accent was so good. And like, sort of that character she just I don't know she, you could not imagine anyone else doing it you know mm. what I mean and like sort of it's just 
like sort of it, and she played off Geo so well yeah. like they had good chemistry in between the two of them and they kind of like sort of you know were a great contrast to each other and she just like again there was no point that she faltered or like broke out of character everything was just yeah. powerfully exactly as it was supposed to be so I thought that was really really I good I feel like those would have been really fun re- like funny rehearsals <laughs> for, the, for the girls to like be really argumentative like a like, great outlet yeah, yeah yeah so great again great direction um, Rose, shout out to Rose and Shazaday but I think we're going to have to wrap it up now because we need to go on to some interviews we do we do so well done to everyone cutting out in roof well done really enjoyed it well done perception well done showcase absolutely amazing everyone love you all um <laughs> let's talk about what's our first interview Rachel? um it is no exit by green door theater, no company. Exit, green door theater company so we so, had them in the studio so we'll now we transition to that um without further ado enjoy Right. Uh, Hello, right. welcome to the Hello. studio. Do you want to introduce yourself? We're here with uh, No Exit. Yes. yes, people from No Exit. Um, hi, I'm Maria. I'm directing No Exit. Hello, Maria. Hello. I'm Ikra and I'm playing Ines. Hello, Ikra. Right, so is No Exit, it's with Chads. Yeah, isn't it? Door. Yeah, the Green Door. Yeah, lovely. So could you guys give us an explanation of like what No Exit is about? Yeah, so No Exit is all... This is so weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very weird um, No Exit is a one-act play by Sartre where three people get condemned to hell. Mm. And uh, hell is just a room where their conversation essentially is torture between mm. the three of them. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like the good place. Oh yeah, it's yeah. I was saying that, isn't it? Yeah, it feels like yeah. he took a lot of like sort of the good the, when he wrote the good place. He took a lot from this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the not the Sartre yeah. took a lot from the good place. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't yeah. imply he this. He came up with it. For yeah. <laughs> or he pictured the sitcom. Yeah, he before. did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I heard he didn't want Kristen Bell in it. <laughs> no. That's why he's dead. <laughs> Kristen Bell should be in everything. Not based Sartre. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, um, what made you want to direct this play? What do you like about it? So, this has been a play I've been obsessed with since, like, my last two years of high school because Mm. I did philosophy and I'm really annoying. Um, And (laughs) um, my philosophy teacher introduced us to it and I thought it was the coolest concept for a play. Yeah. Because I think it's not particularly innovative in terms of, like, style or anything like Mm. that, but the themes are just so interesting and cool that you can't, like it requires so much analysis so most of our rehearsals have been basically us sitting and being like what the f- is going on uh, and talking about uh, it's been fun though yeah it's very fun to it's one of those plays that like has so much that you can dig into um so mm-hmm. i think that was what i was me and the other director were really interested in is like getting something that's very much um about themes rather than like style which i think lots so of plays these was days was it quite a collaborative process in that way because everyone had their different interpretations mm. of what it was talking about the different ideas about it mm. um yeah i'd say so yeah. uh i made them all playlists at the beginning and uh, <laughs> to like kind of show them the ideas me and tia the other director had in mind um but because it's a three-person play it's like they literally have to spend so much time with these characters so Mm. everybody brings a lot to them Uh, yeah yeah. Mm. it's really fun though because i quite whenever i do any sort of like literature play book or fan fiction i get really (laughs) really holy trinity yeah exactly that's what we should be studying next Mm. next year should be introduction to novel introduction to drama introduction to To fan fan fiction fiction. i remember you because we're in a tutorial together (laughs) you mentioned fan <laughs> but you took like you're five minutes to say to say the word fun because fiction. You're like, oh, wow. I'm, just, I'm, just <laughs> I'm like, please, please, I promise. I'm going to but everyone agreed with yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was I on about? Oh, characters. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, but no, I get I get latched onto characters. I'm not very much into plot or mm. like themes or style. It's characters. <laughs> yes. Um, and I got a very interesting <clears throat> character. Um, Maria's probably sick of me. I'm, I'm basically in love with my character. Oh yeah, yeah. Tell us more about your character. Yeah, please. Oh my god. And then explain why you like her, which is the weirder part. No, <laughs> I'm not going to explain why I like it because people would not like me. <laughs> we can like we can beep out your name. Yeah, <laughs> stay anonymous. Keep so you guys can just edit it together. So All the characters yeah. are red flag. The movie. They are. They are. They are. <laughs> um, so Inez is a misandrist. She's a lesbian. And she just, she just is a horrible person. Sounds like a good party. Yeah, mm. she's she's manipulative. Um, out of all the characters, she kind of knows what's going on, um, and 
she knows she can't escape it. Mm. So, like, in the play, they, they try and they're like, no, we're not going to do this. We're not going to talk to each other. And she kind of knows then it's going to end up happening. Mm. Um, so she's like the <laughs> stirrer. I think it's fun because um, uh, you get, like, dialogue between two female characters um, mm. that isn't entirely about the man. So I think, like, mm. that was a fear I had was that people were just going to think Stephen was the main character. Because mm. it's just not that. Like, they all share so much stage space the entirety of the show and it's it's they're all it's I think their relationships are so unique because oh, there is like a lot of sexual tension within the play and we certainly played into that yes, um, I wonder who brought that <laughs> 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 you'd be surprised this one this yeah one. Oh, she was really she's a dark horse <laughs> so um, what would you say is kind of like sort of are there any particular moments in this play you're particularly proud of that you could tell the audience about you know just the sort of something to like sort mm. of a teaser you know we have incorporated an ensemble aspect to the play Lovely. so originally the play was just three actors talking which as much as i love watching you guys <laughs> i'm aware that like that can be like the worst thing yeah. for the audience so um we've got this ensemble portion which is a lot of choreography which is mainly done by tia the other director and it just complements um everything they're talking about so well uh so i l- think the beauty of the play is going from like very like almost calm moments that then these bursts of energy that Mm. are also evoked by the ensemble actors which is just really really fun and I I, I can't wait to see that come together. Yeah I think the like bursts of energy is definitely something that's very interesting about the play Mm. because well they're in hell and I feel like those bursts of energy after like just calmness Mm. and just make it show like these people are in hell Mm -hmm. they're being tortured Um, but I also think yeah like the venue of it is pretty cool because it's it's like set in hell but um, it's actually set in the chapel we're doing it in Chad's chapel nice oh very pretty do the three actors interact with the ensemble at all no so this is the beauty of it so there the actors are gonna the main cast is acting a promenade style so um, Mm. the idea we had was that the audience (laughs) is kind of like these people who have paid to watch a torture show which is the main cast who are performing in front of them and then on the altar part of um, the chapel that would be the ensemble which kind of gives I guess in a way like if you ever get bored which I don't think they would um, of what they're doing there's like these beautifully choreographed Ah. parts behind them that also I think just highlight the themes and the horrors of every single character Um, the ensemble is very interesting because also it's like they very slowly like by each character realise that they are completely done with her mm. and it's it's just another level of the torture mm. of like watching people move on mm. oh yeah I guess it should be also explained the ensemble kind of plays so the play often the characters talk about these visions they have of earth of people living on earth without them and I guess what it means for each character is a different thing. So certain characters can't let go of Earth whilst others, mm. like Inez, are able to let go of it very quickly. Mm. So the ensemble is kind of playing these characters who have left, been left on Earth and, again, highlighting yeah. the themes, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and what would you say, then, um, is your final pitch for this production? Why should we come and watch it? What should get people in? <laughs> Sell it to us, Ikra. Me? Sell it to yeah. us. God. I don't want a comic, bro. I right. really don't. I don't like the sound of it. Right. You got to convince me. Do I? Yes. You're cool anyway, though. No. Welcome back. Welcome back. Lovely yeah. to see you again. Nice for you to come stop by one more time. Um, <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? Really looking forward to seeing that. Um, let's move on. Let's What's our next on. interview? Our we next were- interview is we went for a little trip to a little trip down to Hillbead and we interviewed the Adams family. Hello. Hello. We are here in Hillbead mm-hmm. with the prod team of the Adams family. Very exciting. So, do you want to introduce yourselves and your role? Um, I'm Lauren, I'm one of the co-directors for Adam's Family. Hi, I'm Megan and I'm the other co-director. And I'm Emily and I'm the assistant director. Lovely! <laughs> so, can you guys just give us a quick rundown of the plot of Adam's Family? We kind of, we know, I think everyone knows Adam's Family as a film, but like, what's different about the musical? Um, so the musical picks up a bit later on in, in the Adam's Family life. Um, Wednesday is now 18 and she has got a boyfriend. And basically the plot of the show is how the Adams Family navigate romance and their, their daughter kind of growing up and moving on and 
and how they navigate this new family called the Beinekees, who are some kind of Ohioans that they're not quite <laughs> sure on, I guess. Um, but yeah. Um, so how have you found directing it? Have you kept quite close to the um, to original productions or have you added your own spin on it? Without too many spoilers. <laughs> yeah, so me and Lauren have seen Torn Productions. The oh, so end. jealous. <laughs> yeah, we've seen obviously what they've done with more set, with more space, obviously, and with their interpretation of the ancestors. So like we've mm. basically took that and run with it for what we can do with AR for how many people we wanted to get involved with. It's quite so a small much, exactly. space, so... <laughs> yeah, so we've been quite mindful of that, and getting people involved in a big summer show, big Julog summer show, yeah. so we wanted to get as many people as we could, but also being mindful of AR. I think as well, like, the, the original production is now kind of, like, 10, 15 years old, and so I think it's a kind of slightly modernised, like, funked up version of it a little bit. There are definitely some differences um, and, and some moments that we've decided to change and do a bit differently. So hopefully, even if you did see the touring production, there's yes. something new to come and see next week. But yeah. And there might be some surprise references. Oh, to yeah. Dumb references. Oh, yeah. oh, oh Localisation. That. <laughs> that's what we're going for. And not just in the matinee, that'll be the whole no, way no, through. No, the whole way through. Oh, lovely. We'll but catch that there. In the matinee, very much in the matinee. That being said, please come to the Saturday matinee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> proud of anything you're like really kind of like excited about to show people I'd, I'd have to say the thing that I'm most excited for and I'm going to be a bit like soppier and a bit more <laughs> wet um, is that like it's both mine and Megan's kind of final big show in, in Durham and it's been really exciting for me to finally get to like we worked together in first year and to get to like finish our DST journey to co-directing together has been so exciting so I'm really excited to go on the prod week journey together and see all of our dreams realised before we say bye Aww. to Durham. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Have you done um, directing before then at all? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a bit. <laughs> Just a dad. Yeah. So as a kind of person who's leaving, what would you say is your favourite moment in the oh, whole, God, whole three years so, of DST? That's so difficult. There have been so many. Um, I, I have a top three, I think. Mm -hmm. um, like up there, obviously, um, Single Lady, which I wrote with mm. Will Drake, um, was taking that to London and doing that in Durham has been amazing because it's like my own writing which is so fun um directing much to do about nothing which was like my dream play mm. and and we had so much fun with and, and did a really kind of like powerful meaning behind it. and then this is the icing on the cake for me I've mm. never been so like genuinely like buzzy about a cast and, and the production <laughs> I think this could be like the moment hello would you like to introduce yourself and your role within the production Hello, my name is Ben Osland. I'm playing Gomez in the Adams family. So what's been your favourite bit so far? Favourite bit of rehearsals or favourite bit of the production? Oh, there are too many moments to count. <laughs> I do enjoy doing the tango when we learnt the, the tango of the Amor. Yeah, in, yeah. In the, towards the climax of the show, which you'll have to come see. Yeah. Also, I heard, are you playing a violin in it? That is a rumour. <laughs> so a, you're not actually... No, 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 I mean, the only way someone could find the answer to that question is if they came and watched Julog Presents the Adams Family in assembly rooms. Mm. That's the only way that it's question could be answered. Mm. But rumours rumors do spiral. Yeah. And there is no instrument in your hand at all. No. <laughs> it's just a big empty box. Yeah. Yeah, just rumours. So, so we've been kind of accosted <laughs> by a couple of members of the Adams Family cast to Cornered. 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 being pushed into a corner and not being able to escape. But you know what? I'm, I'm loving it right now. So let's, have, let's, let's have a conversation. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and your your roles? Yes, of course. I am Miriam and I am playing Grandma in the Adams Family. I am Lingana and I'm playing Uncle Fester in the Adams Family. Fantastic. Now, um, what made you guys want to audition for Adams Family? Beyond oh. just kind of the fame, the glory. So, I'm a fresher and this is like the Fine. first show that I've ever done. I was like, it's been a while since I've been on stage. Yeah. I want to get back on, you know, be extra. Go for it, of course. And, you know, enjoy it. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I think for me, I've always loved the show. I mm. really wanted to click and I thought also I could come and inspire everyone else with my presence. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you have just been here with that you is now. Great. <laughs> there is a bit of yin and yang thing going on. You're inspiring everyone, and then Ollie Stanton's kind of dragging everyone. Oh, we yeah. don't oh, we don't, don't mention Ollie no, Stanton. We don't talk about him. No, he, I cannot tell you how bad. Let's <laughs> just not talk about him. It's so it's been upsetting. Yeah. Their welfare has got involved. Um, so, what would you guys say is your favourite bit? It can be to do with your role. It can be to do with something else that you've seen. What would encourage people to come? I feel like Uncle Fester is a confused 
confusing character. Like, his mind is basically everywhere at the same time. So I love, like, exploring that and, like, being weird. Nice. Allowed to be weird is acceptable. Yeah. Yeah, and I think for me, I love the dance breaking when you're an Adam, mm. particularly because I'm doing it as a 102-year-old, which Lovely. gives me a lot of freedom. <laughs> and then um, Move Towards the Darkness, which is the final number, is very kind of hauntingly beautiful. Yeah. And, and I think, because it's my last show in Durham, I'm like, this is your And it's all about, sort of, in a very morbid sense, overcoming challenges, which I feel in the COVID period is all we've done. Brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> very true, very true. It's very now. Um, I was going to ask a question. Rachel, cover me for a second. What was my question? Um, pitch for oh, yeah, give the final pitch. production. Oh, no, we, I was going to ask that. Said, no. no, we were asking Lauren. Um, so as like a sort of person who's leaving, what would you say is your favourite DST memory? Oh, yes. Gosh, that's a good question. Um, I think... For me, I'd probably pick, I mean, I could, I have lots of highlights, but mm. I'd pick out two things, which are company in my first year, because that was the first show I did. Nice. Um, and I played Amy in it, and I had to sing Not Getting Married Today, which is still the fastest song I've ever done on stage. <laughs> and my aim was always just to live towards yeah. the end. Um, but, um, but that was a, a really exciting start. And I nice. also think being involved in Guys and Dolls, because it mm. was quite literally the most insane week of my life, um, was a, a challenge, but a thrill to be able to put it off with 78 people in the middle of the pandemic and still be alive. Of course. So those probably are my highlights, although I have, I have many. Yes. What are your least favourite memories? Ooh. What's the worst thing that's ever happened? Anything working with Ollie Stanton. (laughs) That's That's very fair. That's understandable. I mean, a lot of people have said that. Yeah. I mean, with every kind of bit of light, there comes a bit of dark. Yeah, we've had to cut a lot of hate out mm, from, yeah. the, from the podcast but absolutely they get to a stage where you just have to let it in absolutely yeah. our society is yet to change absolutely. you know yeah. we need, the change is needed but at the moment there's still stuff festering underneath and you've got to kind of get moving festering <laughs> And we're back. We are back again. We are back again. Um, doesn't that sound great? Wasn't wasn't Miriam interesting? She was. It was. She funny. she was a powerful person. She's a good speaker. She knows really what she speaker. knows what she wants. Um, she, she and she doesn't. She she, and you know what? I really respect the way that she doesn't really care, even if people don't like her. You know what I mean? <laughs> she just doesn't. Like she she doesn't care if like sort of like you know kind of like sort of she she wants what she wants and if she gets it and she kind of like you know comes across really poorly along the way, she doesn't care. Well, I, heard, I really I think heard, that's really brave of her. I heard that she's a friend of the Stanton. She she's 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 what? She's a friend of the she, Stanton. She, she's his friend. Yeah, I think they're friends. He's got, God, I wish that we haven't put this into the episode because I am mad now. Oh, right, we'll let me calm on. down. We'll Rachel, introduce the next thing while I calm okay. down. Rosa, go take a break. Go. I'm taking out. a break. I'm going in the corner. I'm taking okay. a break. You go to the corner. Okay. So, um, hello, listeners. It is just Rachel here, and I would like to introduce the um, the writer and the director of By Panic. Hello, we Hello. are here, we, I myself alone, I'm here with two members of the prod and cast of By Panic. Do you guys want to introduce yourselves and your roles within the play? Um, hello, I'm Ben, uh, Ben Willows. I am the writer and I'm playing Bobby. Lovely. Hi, I'm Jennifer Lafty and I'm the director. Fantastic. Right, so guys, first of all, just want to kind of give me um, an impression. What is the play about? Okay, uh, the, the play follows Bobby. He's 25, he's bisexual, and he is panicking. Fantastic. Panicking about a bunch of things in his life, about growing older, about his sexuality. Uh, and the play just kind of follows him trying to figure stuff out, really. Mm, um, so it's a one-man show. Yeah, one-man show. Um, and, yeah, I just I, when I started writing this, I don't know, I, I didn't want it to be just me. It wasn't like a mm. diary entry or anything. It was actually a story. <laughs> Bobby is not me. He's a different character. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just thought that a one-man show would be really interesting to getting into the psyche of this uh, bisexual man because a lot of the time you don't see that truthfully conveyed yeah. in fiction. Mm. And like in the play, it kind of is a perfect balance of like, it's really funny and there are some like big gag moments in it that are like, 
you might not expect from just a one-man show because I feel like mm. they get the rep of being so like, like <laughs> serious and just a monologue to the audience. Yeah. But things happen. There are different characters in it. They're just not there. So <laughs> we, he's kind of talking to them and we're imagining they're talking back, but they're not talking back. Sort of. Yeah, You'll have to come, we'll have to come and yeah, see. Yeah, There's yeah, yeah. only so much yeah. they can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So as kind of like, you know, it is a student run play, you wrote it. Um, what was kind of your thought process? You've explained a little bit in terms of what you kind of the message you want to get across. But like, how did you start writing it? How's it been writing? How long did it take? Et cetera, et cetera. Um, well, it was interesting because, you know, I've written before and I wanted to write... A, a final play for my final term and originally my the play that I was writing was entirely different to this mm. it was a really big cast uh, and it was kind of like sort of student actors in this house and like A I thought come on a, a student writer writing about student actors is that a bit overdone and B also because it was about student drama and about some of the problems with student drama it was just so sort of straight and mm. why and I and especially after sort of the Rod Little stuff of first term, because mm. that was when I was sort of thinking about it. I was like, you know what, I don't want to write this. I want to write something that is more representative and, you know, still what interests me and what concerns me as well, speaking as a bisexual man. And then I just started running about this play and I had one I, I, I had one sort of gag, one joke in my mind. I, Jen <laughs> Jen knows the one. I just thought it's very funny. It is very funny. And I sort of structured it from there. I don't know how, how long it took really. Normally mm. it doesn't take me long. I just sort of blur. Yes. Um, and But then also, so I wrote the draft, sent it off to Sightline. They liked it. They chose it. And then uh, some of my mates read drafts. And then I reread it. And I was like, actually, this doesn't work. So I redid it substantially, mm. like two days before we chose the prod team. Wow. Um, which has its perks, because on the one hand, it got a bit more solidified and a mm. bit more clear. And also because I was like, well, you know, we can just change it. When we approached rehearsals, I didn't want the directors to feel like, oh, this is sacred. We can't change it. We can't touch it. It was constantly throughout has been really collaborative. And we've been like, hey, this doesn't work. Let's take it out. Let's change it. Yeah. Write it. So I found that really interesting in terms of like sort of when you're thinking about writing a play, you know that that's not going to be necessarily you directing it and showing exactly how it is on stage. So how do you deal with that? You know, you're giving away this kind of baby of yours. What do you kind of when you first think of staging, do you actually think of staging or do you try to keep it very theoretical so that they can choose that themselves? I'll I'll have ideas. I usually like doing fairly detailed stage directions mm. but I've I've always been In paragraphs yeah paragraphs about no I, I do like little jokes and stuff and some mm. words I use you can um, tell Ben Willis wrote the play like, yeah. in the stage directions but I just think that theatre especially is so collaborative mm. everyone is doing their own part if if you whatever your role is whether you're writer director actor whatever if you think oh I'm the most important part or even I'm the only important part then it's going to mm. fail mm. and I've always been quite healthy in just sending off a script or whatever and just saying all right you know what do it uh, this is mm. the first one of my writing that I've acted well cottage I accidentally acted in <laughs> but uh, the first one I've intentionally acted in because mm. um, normally I am just like you know what? go go and do your thing yes. because it gets better and that's what I found because we've got Jen we've got two ADs Sam and George mm-hmm. and so at the very start of rehearsals Constantly, like uh, one line, we'd have about four different opinions on how to deliver it, and be- from that, we found the right way to do it. Mm. And it, 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 if it's just one person, then it's going to fail because other people can add things and see things and mm. give it new life. Yeah, like this is my first time just directing, directing. I've I've aided stuff before, and so naturally, I have some areas that I'm not very good at directing, and like mm. my directing style is very specific and it's very like pedantic. And so like Sam and George have been really good at like looking at the bigger picture mm. and also like things. About like that don't make sense in the play like like lines that Ben's written <laughs> that actually he contradicts himself later on especially Sam has been so good at being like actually that word doesn't yeah. make mm. sense um, and things like that and so it has been really collaborative which yeah. I've been so grateful for because just directing one man who wrote his own play would be a lot but um, <laughs> but no it's been really good and really yeah. kind of collaborative so with it having with him having written it 
as you have you had to do much actual like character delving into the character work or has that been put to the side and then you've just done the lines no so we have done a lot because i do not want this to be ben willows being ben willows Mm. because lots of people when i was like oh yeah i'm directing by panic they said like (laughs) oh but that's just ben willows isn't it i'm like actually no yeah the character though the character is very different to ben yeah and I so badly did not want to be Ben on stage, mm. which kind of contradicts what I usually think. Because usually I'm just like, oh, but the character is just you. Yeah. Uh, but then this time I was like, no. So actually, what I did on our first rehearsal, partially to kind of um, exert dominance over Ben, <laughs> so that he knew that I was director, um, I made I made him hot seat, and so I asked him like 20 questions yeah. that were just like. Um, what's your favourite season, um, who's your favourite Kardashian, um, <laughs> what's your go-to outfit, things like that, like stupid mm. stuff um, that Ben had to answer in character as Bobby. Yeah. And we've done it once on our first ever read-through, um, once um, in the middle of rehearsals, and we're going to do it once on the final rehearsal before show day. Yeah. Just to see, like, because th- as um, Ben said, like, the first time he did it, it was weird because, like, he hasn't had to not be Ben because he's been writing it whereas like it was kind of it didn't feel very like smooth like doing it for the first time because he had to think a lot about oh what would Bobby say whereas the second time already it's felt a lot more natural as though Mm -hmm. Bobby really isn't him and it's easier to just kind of get into Bobby right um Rachel's just entered hello Rachel hello (laughs) I'm not alone anymore um so yes back to the question um yeah how was it doing a one-man show terrifying Terrifying. It's, it's so terrifying. terrifying. A bit of a rush. A bit of glory. Uh, oh, it's just terrifying. Why do people do this? It's awful. It's, it's just you. You don't have anybody to hide You can't, like, bounce off anyone. Like, if you yes, forget your I lines, it. it's like, you know, you can look at each other and be like, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. um, you can help each other It's like out. doing an audition. If, I hate if, doing if, auditions. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're by yourself. But if you forget a line, you're just going to be yeah. still on stage, like, ah! Just, yeah, you just pause. That's all you can do. Yeah. In that sense, though, because Ben wrote it, technically, you can make anything up. He can technically just pause there and make up and he, it's not as though he's ruining anyone else's performance yeah I won't get sued but it's I creation I guess because you've written it as well you'll know it a lot better than if you hadn't written it so you could kind of like make it up <laughs> kind of don't make my cry <laughs> uh, I don't know uh, no it it's yeah it is uh, uh, an absolute challenge yeah um, and a lot of my friends who've done one night shows one actually one man shows one mm. character shows will say the same mm. it's yeah, in a way, it is liberating mm. because it is just you. You have nothing to hide behind. And then this as well, you know, it's just me and it's my writing. Mm. Literally nothing to hide. My insecurities mm. as well. <laughs> There's nothing to hide behind. Do you feel like you can get more into it, though, because it's one monster? Although it's more scary and difficult in some ways, like you can't bounce off of the people, you could get more into it and into your own head a little bit more? Mm. Yeah, I think potentially. There's always a risk with any actor that you know when the other person is saying their lines yeah. you're not responding you're thinking oh what's my next yeah, line or yeah. you're thinking you know what's for dinner something like that <laughs> so yeah I think in a sense there is there's an immediacy in a way mm, because yeah. you are just there it's just you you are doing this yeah, um, yeah it's it's a really really strange experience but I think I would recommend yeah. Anyone in DST who wants to like really push themselves on acting, try this because it's <laughs> it's difficult. Have you tried? Have you changed your acting style at all because of it? Because like you know, you oh, have yeah, to like when you're with it. another person. I guess you have to like sort of like reflect their energy. But if it's you, you've got to kind of be more commanding. You know that kind of thing. Like sort of what is the sort of like how does it feel to have acted the whole just thing completely about, alone? About drama is like you trying to accept other people's it's all about like accepting yeah. and fitting in with each yeah. other yeah. and interacting with each other but it's on your own like it's just yourself yeah yeah it's in, I think it has changed in a bit because it goes you know a lot of people say that acting is response it's responding to yeah, yeah. the other person yeah. so in a way yeah you 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 have to be so tuned in to what you're saying and what your character is feeling because yeah. that's what you're responding to uh, but also, in a way, the way that I've changed my acting is because this year, especially, I've done so many sort of character big things, like the mm. player in Rosengill or Hex mm. in History Boy. And in this, it did not suit it at all. And when I did yeah. the first read through, I was I relied on being bombastic yeah. and a bit shouty. And Jen was the one who was like, no, 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 
tone it down. Girls <laughs> not need it. Just way That's more really of a natural response. Yeah, because I mean, my thing in like theatre and stuff is like I'm always just like natural. Yeah, yeah. That's what hits the audience hardest. Yeah. If you're just like feeling these things. Yeah. the audience are going to come along with you and especially in this play it was just like the things that happened to Bobby or the things that he's going through it doesn't need anything yeah. like it, it all that it needs is him to just like, like there's some bits that are like actually really quite upsetting for the audience and um, Ben just saying them matter of fact is way more impactful than mm. like making this big thing or getting really worked up and and it's so it's more just like from the beginning we were just like well there was this thing I call recontextualization. By the way, if you read the Palatinate review, <laughs> I knew, knew you were going to bring this up. You had to correct. You're the waiting for so it. In, in my Palatinate director's note, um, there is a typo. Um, I use recontextualization techniques, not <laughs> decontextualizing techniques. Yes. So recontextualization is literally just like if you if you were going through this thing, how would you actually feel? Like mm. just bring you stripping it right back down to like well, as a human, I always say like yes, as a human, as like a human. How, how would you feel? And and then let those kind of natural emotions kind of fuel what you say, mm. and it's less about oh he should get angry here and he mm. should get upset here. It's more just like feel it. I wanted to ask as well, like, is there anything in particular with this? Um, obviously, we've gone over like the play, but like, is there anything, any specific little thing that you're really pleased with or proud of that you could tell people about? Oh, I can't, I can't tell people about this. Proud of that bit, are you? Yeah, I am. It's funny. It's funny, but I wouldn't be safe. I wouldn't be proud. Like, <laughs> when you come see it, be a little bit ashamed. There is like. Maybe, maybe. We've spent a lot on a specific prop. I heard about the prop. Oh my god. How much did you spend on it again? Seventy pounds. Seventy pounds. No, I don't know what it is. No one's allowed to know what it is and it's killing me. Oh god, okay. Uh, it's a okay. mystery. <laughs> so yeah. And so with our budget, which we didn't even have to buy rights for a lot of large chunk of Honker of a budget. Honker of a budget, yeah. Yeah. Well gel. And so you need to come see. Is it see. worth it though? I yeah. believe so. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a really funny game. No, yeah. I, it's not the thing I'm most proud of. I would say I'm ashamed of it. No. <laughs> There's got to be a line in between pride and shame. Well, this was, okay, <laughs> we were talking about the play. I was at breakfast, I was talking about the play with my girlfriend. And she just turned to me and said, Do you think God will be proud of this play? <laughs> 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 oh my god! You need someone to keep you back down to earth. Because um, I mean, I'd say, I mean, this one joke actually. See, when you look at the play as a whole, because the way if you were to describe what happens in the play, and like it's it's a lot of like existentialism, and it's all this kind of deep reflection, and it's pretty heavy, and like this actually looking back on it now it's like actually it does contribute a lot to kind of the arc of the play yeah because really. yeah. <laughs> it, it like adds this light that kind of is is continually mm. reflected back on throughout mm. the play it's, it almost actually triggers this whole thing right yeah it's so. yeah. his birthday and then this yeah, this, yeah, this, yeah. this prop would you say that the play is like dark with light or do you say it's light with lots of dark Ooh, that's very interesting i Mm. Probably say light with dark nice. over, but like big win for me. This is yeah. oh. <laughs> we don't we don't agree we on the place. Yeah, I knew when you said that you were like. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, this is, I mean, I I think that the best plays mm. are like comedies with some darkness of mm -hmm. sadness in, and tragedies with some comedy yeah. in. Yeah. And I, I mentioned this in my writers' note. I'm just like nothing in life is all laughs mm. nothing in life is all grim like mm. I've been at funerals you know arguably mm. one of the worst places to be or hospitals or whatever and suddenly you just get this urge to giggle yeah. or somebody says a joke and it's so much They're funnier really because funny. it's in there Definitely, so yeah, yeah so with with anything I write or do even uh, the plays I choose to act in mm. I want to have things that have both really because mm. I, I, yeah, I just think that's best yeah because I, I mean I'd agree because I didn't know when you first asked that, but you're right. It's light with dark. Because yeah. also the character of Bobby is very like, it's like a, a mishmash between like Chandler Bing vibes, but Fleabag <laughs> vibes. And like, it's all that kind of, so it's like he's dealing with these kind of things that are kind of, um, I mean, lots of people deal with all the stuff that is talked about in the play, mm. um, but they're kind of, they're not happy things necessarily. And there's a lot of kind of reflection in there, but the way that Bobby is and handles it and just kind of, tries to suppress it throughout the play is in that kind of like why are you smiling? No, I'm just thinking about the problem. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> got a dreamy look in his eyes. Sorry, I was also listening to you. <laughs> dreamy look in his eyes. <laughs> yeah, that'll make sense when you come see the play on the 8th and 9th of June. Um, yeah, so I think it's more like this comedic character really going through darker things mm. that it's so actually so there are, the dark things are handled with a light that like a kind of um kind of the jokester of the room w- the way they would handle it which almost actually makes the kind of darker bits darker because yeah, it it's does. like seeing how he's just trying to suppress them or like kind of slowly discovering things about his life that he previously hasn't confronted because of the nature of who he is i think it makes it really quite i think it's if you really listen to what's actually happening in Bobby's life in this play, it, I think it'll hit the audience pretty hard, mm. actually. Do you think these light moments are moments of hope or moments of just black humour? It depends on the moment. Yeah. There's, there's moments there of Yeah, there are yeah. moments of hope. Mm. Yeah. I think that it's like, it's more emotional because it feels more truthful, you know? Yeah. Mm. It's like the sort of, the, that feeling of like, it's really nice to go and watch a play and know that they are kind of like, sort of, you know, when you go and watch a play and it's just dark, then you don't, that's not familiar that's not like life is it you know what i mean you don't know that and so it doesn't yeah. have this feeling of like oh that's me too i can take that away and use that in my own life you know what i mean mm-hmm. the same thing as if it's just comedy it's a bit of a laugh yeah. but you don't kind of genuinely it doesn't hit you and make you think like i also have dark moments in my life but i know i'll be fine because they're yeah. fine and aren't we all just kind of like you know thinking about it yeah. together and it's also like the way that bobby processes stuff is quite similar to like students and it's just mm. quite similar to just like um people our age and how they deal with trauma how they deal with like like tiny mishaps as well mm. and just like life really yeah. um so it's more like i don't think the audience are going to learn anything from it they're just going to probably see a piece of themselves in bobby yeah. um and kind of recognize their patterns and think oh that's me too mm. they really won't learn anything yeah. no. you don't, don't don't come expecting to learn anything <laughs> you won't yeah <laughs> you'll know it though we're done with learning it's summer exams are over <laughs> yeah. um, what is your final pitch for this play? Why, Why should we come, should we see, come it? see it? <laughs> I think anyone can get something out of the play and will find a part of the play that um, they like. And that could be to do with like the style of the play, like they find bits funny, they like that. Or like they like the serious bits. But also it's just, Bobby is a very relatable character. Even if you're not bisexual, you can still mm. come see this play. He yeah. goes through things like getting older, um, mm. issues with parents, that kind of thing. Mm. Like, it's not just for the LGBTQ plus community. Anyone can come see this play. Also, I mean, in a little um, deep sappy moment, this is Ben's last play in Aww. in Durham, and I think Ben has contributed a lot to DST, and he's very talented, <laughs> like, very talented Bean, and. Um, it's his writing and it's kind of a story that he's created I think and genuinely nice I'm, way to finish yeah mm-hmm. like I'm a very tough critic when I watch plays and I actually like this play like crazy yeah I actually like it and I yeah, think yeah. I genuinely think it's a good play so come see <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna do a quick shout out to M Oliver I'm sorry that Jen has gone about tour I am still <laughs> doing comedy of errors oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry cast theatre comedy <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> um yeah, I know. Um, the play, it's truthful and it's funny. I think you can just leave it at there. Mm. I think you will. It, it's and it it's it's just enjoyable. Just come along, see it. Head theater. to the pub after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. nice. I'm back and I'm calm. She is back. I've she got to over take a little it. moment. Whoo! I've done my breathing exercises. Uh, everything is always working out for me. Yeah. Manifest it. Um, manifest that shit manifest that shit um, so wasn't that that sounded really interesting that was a really good interview I enjoyed that um, very looking forward they were very very insistent that this is not the Ben Willows show so we're going to tell you one more time this is not the Ben not Willows the ben show, Willow show. Um, I know I, got, I can see exactly can what they imagine mean they only can in on the on the day of the performance oh, imagine stressful. I'd be so, so stressed stressful. out it's alright Ellen's in charge she's very organised yeah true um, so yeah fantastic can't wait to see that very much looking forward to it um, we'll have our final interview now final interview so this is this is a little show that Rosa oh, is performing sorry, what's in what's this C- come, come to the show just to support our yeah. fellow podcaster support behind the curtain podcast um, I am in a show in a play by uh, boys I was going to say I was going to say boys and I was going to say lads and it came out as blads. Blads? Um, Hello, blads. Blads. Um, I, yes, I'm very, very proud of this show. It's fantastic. I'm really looking forward to everyone seeing it. It will have been on 
probably by the time by the time this episode comes out um but i hope hope everyone enjoyed enjoyed it it. um it's really 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 amazing and the cast is brilliant and the movement is so cool and it just looks so sick so and you get to see rosa being mad you get to see me going absolutely insane not that Um, you are already no no already but you know a little bit just a little touch more i'm only two similar way to it cry i'm two steps away from my character of agave (laughs) twice Um, removed yeah (laughs) twice removed from the character um so yeah so please enjoy this our final interview um just a bit of fun saying hello to the cast of the black eye Hello, we are here with the um, Back Eye Prod team, which is very exciting. Nice. So, would you like to introduce yourself and your role within the um, the prod team? Uh, I'm Kate. I am the producer, and I am Charlie. I'm a co-director. Um, shout out to Adela, the other co-director. Rip to Adela. <laughs> Great, thank you. Would you, one of you, be able to give us a synopsis of what happens in the play? So, the Back Eye is about Dionysus returning to the city of Thebes, where he was born because the city is no longer worshipping him. They believe that his birth was a lie, and so he comes to take revenge on Pentheus, the king who has outlawed his worship, and he does so by turning the women of the city mad. Mm, wow. So I know you've, um, I've heard that you've set this in a slightly unusual <laughs> setting, so would you like to, someone like to explain what the setting actually is and why you decided to do that? Yeah, um, I think when Adela and I initially discussed like creative vision for the play, I... Mm. I was very keen on, um, yeah, taking it out of the sort of typical thing you do with Greek tragedy, where it can be like very stripped back, very classical. Um, I just really wanted to like inject some fun into it because, mm-hmm. you know, you read the script of the play and it is absolutely bonkers. It's, <laughs> and it's so funny. Like the, you yeah. know, it's we're not imposing anything. I don't think that's already there. Like it's hilarious. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we've gone for aesthetically. We've taking it to the 80s mm-hmm. um which has been really cool and it's we you know there's a lot in the play that deals with questions of sexuality and gender and i think that's something that really connects to that 80s context when those you know ideas of identity were really starting to emerge um and yeah it's been really cool exploring the rebellion of the women yeah through 80s fashion makeup music which has been you know so so fun to just play around with so yeah, yeah we... i saw the hedgehogs they look so cool and yeah so we're performing in milled up bar because first of all dionysus is the god of wine revelry there's a lot it in the makes play. sense to yeah. me then. he's the party god there's a lot in the play about you know, intoxication, being frenzied. And we thought, you know, what a better place than like a bar or club in Durham mm. for like frenzied madness. Mm. <laughs> I've heard that you've had a lot of physical theatre into it as well. Would you like to talk to a little bit about that as well, how you've yeah. incorporated yeah. it into the script? Um, definitely. So, um, so with obviously ancient Greek tragedy, um, you have these huge long chorus speeches and those would always have been done to music and had movement with them. So, you know, we're not actually really doing anything particularly new with um, this, you know, it would have yeah. always been very sort of, uh, yeah, like multimedia, music, dancing, all going on. Um, so we really wanted to bring that ancient context to our more contemporary performance. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, I think it's been a really fun way to like foreground the role of the chorus within it. They're sort of like a... 80s girl band <laughs> with a lot of violent threats. Yes. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, it's something that Adela and I have always been very keen on doing more of in Durham because, um, you know, once you get outside of Durham, like most theatrical productions are, you know, somehow integrating a bit of physical theatre yeah. into performance. Um, and I think it's such a, it, it's such a wonderful way to tell stories in a in a slightly different way and just yeah, keep definitely. the play engaging mm. and I mean I don't know about you Rosa but it's been like really fun it just in really the run it's just fun to be, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fun to get into character because you're supposed to be kind of like a bucket you know mm. and that kind of involves weird movements mm. so like sort of you're not you're not behaving like a normal person you've mm. got this madness within you so yeah. you kind of have to physicalize it mm. and so it helps you get more into that character if mm. you like have got these like weird physical theater movements to do mm. Mm. 
yeah, it's been it's been really fun working really fun. as a working as a group together. Recommend um, physical theatre for bonding. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it is. No, it genuinely is like a good bonding. You no, know, because it's like it involves a lot of touching and like kind of like sort of moving around within people's spaces and kind of like sort of like eye contact and that kind of thing. So that's like important. It's a level of intimacy that I think is really really relevant in sort of a very culturally centered kind of theatre because it is based around like dancing club culture drinking queer experiences as well and so making it very very focused on touch intimacy yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah draws it back to that so if you could give a final pitch for this production why should we come and watch it what would you say i think watch it to see something different and to see something really fun mm. like, <laughs> you're gonna get really hyped it's, by it it's, it's great yeah it's re- it's full of it's for a tragedy it's so funny and i'm yeah. really excited for people to see the comedy in it and yeah. then the absolute 180 that's what makes yeah. it so good at the end though is because it's been so funny leading up to it and mm. feels almost like light but a little bit weird and it's mm. like sort of you know it gets you really into the right mindset to then when it switches that's when you know, it feels horrific because mm. it was this kind of you know a game you know mm. so i think it's really yeah it's, yeah you're gonna feel excited afterwards by like acting and theater in general yeah prepare to be taken as far away from greek theater as you would expect <laughs> and then to be brought right yeah. smack back yeah. to <laughs> we are here with the actors uh, some of the actors some from the, the back eyes yes so would you like to introduce yourself and your role within the production hello i'm ben and i play dionysus Hi, I'm Raphael and I play Pentheus. <laughs> Great. So how have you found the rehearsal process so far? Has it been tiring? Has it been good fun? Has it been rather different than stuff you've been involved in in the past? Really smooth. Yeah, I agree. Smooth, okay. I think it's been a really great rehearsal process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Very organised. Taking the time exactly to go through everything. Yeah, yeah, which has been really great. Yeah. So um, why did you want to get involved with the back eye? Well, I've personally never done a Greek tragedy, so... I just wanted to try it out. Mm. I've realised it's really not that different from doing anything else, to be honest. Mm. So yeah, well, I think it's. I think it does depend upon how you um, interpret it. I mean, yeah. I was coming from uh, having studied uh, Greek tragedy this year in my English course and also in A level drama. You know, looking at the the stark difference between tragedy and comedy. Uh, and yet, you know, coming coming to audition for the back eye from the perspective that it's a tragedy, and then zooming into the rehearsal process in which we see, you know, the really strong comic elements was really nice to see and how we were playing with. Yeah, the, you don't the, get yeah. any of the tragic elements, do yeah, you? Yeah, it's very. I mean, it's all towards the end. Me. Yeah, exactly. And it's really nice <laughs> to have to to uh, blend the the two. Uh, seemingly different components together uh, and that fits in very well with the sort of modern perspective of theatre. Mm. Yeah. Do you feel like the characters and the, and the plot of the Bacchae kind of stuck in the past of ancient Greek tragedy or do you feel like the modern, it was really easy to bring it into a modern interpretation? Oh, I thought it was super easy. Mm. Me too. Especially with this script. Like, if you read some of the other translations, I felt like it was harder, but... With this script, it flow. It's like poetry, you know. It flows so easily yes, off the yeah. tongue. Like, yes, yes. Just so easy. easy. Yeah, and the character's always relatable. Dionysus is a god, <laughs> but he's. I feel like he's still relatable. He still in, remains, in yeah, extremely relatable. I think also from look, looking at it from uh, an LGBTQ perspective, in which we've taken with this play, I think that also makes it more relatable. Yeah. Mm. It's undertones. Yeah, we've it's not we've not kind of made it very clear here, but like there's a lot of sexual attention. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot As there is in any university play, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's very yeah. It, it is. Yeah. And yet it's never, you know, it's never completely overt, which is always no. quite mm. nice. Well, it's always yeah, kept it's a little, little bit weird. Yeah. It's kind of yeah. It's there's, it's there's, there's yeah. There's just general tension. Yeah, which makes it exciting. Mm. Yeah. So, to give a, um, a final pitch of the production, why should I come and see it? I think, you know, it's, it's a fantastic play, and I think it's a, a fantastic cast, but also it's a, it's a fantastic prod team. You know, we've mm. got two directors who have never directed before, and I think, you know, they've done such a great job that I think it would be a waste if you didn't come. Mm. Yeah. There's only Milder Bar as well. Like, ah, yeah, and you can, you, know, you can grab a drink before, <laughs> exactly. and grab a drink in the interval, and grab a drink after. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seeing this is at 2.30. Yes! Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's right. post-exams. Exams Exactly, exactly. Right. <laughs> you know what? You know what? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Yeah, what's in that bottle, Frozen? <laughs> Thanks. Right, what? thank you very much. No worries, thank you very much. Bye. Bye. Oh, what they like. Good that crowd. Was good. That was good, good crowd, good crowd. Um, that'll be it for us today. That will be we it. Are ha- we're going to have to say goodbye because we have kept you for so long. God, we're going to have to do so many productions this week. Yeah, it's going to be so a lot. But it's fun and there's nothing else to do. It's summer. So exactly. Summer, 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 exactly. Summer. Right, we will leave you. Um, remember to check out the socials if you're not already. It's at behind underscore the underscore curtain underscore pod. Um, we'll be posting about plays that will be upcoming, especially if, especially if we can't interview them or like sort of do anything for them. Yeah. The least we can do is do a little bit of a promo. If you um, can't find our um, past previous episodes or want to find the most recent one, then have a look at our link tree. Link tree in the bio. Um, and that'll um, be it. Yeah. So I will Hopefully say now. Hopefully Nate will be um, appearing yes, on the next episode. Fingers crossed. And um, he certainly will be editing it. I tried, guys. I tried. So hard. I tried. It's I, so I did. Hard. There were a few tears. It's really um, tricky. And then I gave up and gave it to Nate. Who would want to? Yeah, honestly, I don't think he'd trust me. To be honest, <laughs> I, I it's, tried. It's his and passion failed. project. Um, anyway, <laughs> right. I will now say goodbye to you with a song. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cut your head to the side and said I'm angry. Five days since you laughed at me. Saying get back together, come back and see me. Three days is a living room. Purple Radio Podcasts. Thanks for downloading this Purple Radio Podcast. For more great content and to listen live, head to purpleradio.co.uk.